Uh, hello, everyone. We're here today uh, <laughs> shooting our first ever episode of Dramatic with Valid. Uh, my name is Heather. My name is Trey. And we're going to start off with our hot topics. Yeah, we're going to start rolling off with the hot topics. So pretty much our hot topics is going to be like this. Whatever you saw on Instagram, <laughs> that's pretty much what we go we go talk about. Or if you watch the news, it's okay if you haven't cut your cable yet. Um, <laughs> it's okay, whatever you want to talk about. But today, um, I know one thing when I was scrolling on Instagram, I saw uh, Tyler Perry just became godfather to Megan and um, Harry's baby girl, which I just thought was a little random. You know, I I don't know about you, Heather. I mm-hmm. just was like, what what's that about? Like, I don't... <laughs> I didn't know they knew each other. Me either. I didn't know they associated in the same circles. <laughs> I had no mm-hmm. idea. So, but I mean, um, if you look at it, it looks like he helped them out with a couple things. He had them, he helped pay for them, the private security team and all this stuff back in 2020. So to stay somewhere at one of his places. So Tyler Perry, I guess, does go kind of far back with them. I guess they, they homies. Mm-hmm. He's in the royal family now. <laughs> yep. And I think it was amidst all of the drama with Megan and the paparazzi. Mm. And um, so that makes a lot of sense. And it's really cool to know that Tyler Perry's behind the scenes helping the royal family and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, he's he's pretty plugged in. Like, I'm not, like, I feel like maybe he can, like, you know, help out a little bit up there. Maybe some things will change, you know, now that, you know. He's the godfather, mm-hmm. the Don. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but it's so funny when he said that he didn't want to go to the, I think, ceremony or the... Yeah, he didn't want to do it What there. happens? I think there's the like bap- a traditional, like, yeah, ceremony where you, right. you, you know, usher the baby in. And mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, they... I don't and know you get they, pinned godfather. Yeah. I don't know about a pin, but neither. I think it's very serious. Like, I think <laughs> like, it's probably like a, a real, like, production. Like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to do that, though. He probably, he said that he didn't want to go out there and, and everything, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Did it happen? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, did you watch the documentary on Netflix? The docu-series, I meant to say. The docu-series. Megan uh, oh, and Prince Harry. Yeah, I, I watched it, but, you know, <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> um, I briefly watched it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how you put something on? You kind of watch in the background. In the background. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I finished, wait, did I finish episode three? But I definitely watched episode one and two. Okay. And episode one and two were cool. I actually watched it out of order. I watched two, then I watched one. But, um, it was cool. Like at first it was kind of tricky. I think for a lot of people I was reading on Mm -hmm. Twitter, they were saying like how they may not, uh, like Miss Megan. And I feel for her because it's just like, oh, what is she really doing wrong? But (laughs) it gets tricky. Like, especially I think it was episode two when she was talking about her experience um as a mixed woman Mm -hmm. and how she was saying that she did not grow up with the experience of what she said was similar to a black woman and it wasn't until she came into the public eye that then she experienced for the first time in her life according to her what it was truly like to be treated like a black woman and i know twitter was not feeling it and neither were the Instagram comments. And so how did you feel? No, I mean, I feel like to me, if you really think about it, um, when it comes to Meghan Markle, I feel like she's had mixed reviews since the the interview that she had with Oprah. For me, ever since watching that, I kind of was like, you know, 
I, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, it's like, how did you not know? Like, how did you never, you weren't ever treated as anything or you weren't ever treated as different or whatever, as being like black or whatever. And I feel like now it's like she's talking about it, like, you know, and everything else. But before that, it's like, you never had that realization before, girl? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, know. what I mean? It's That's kinda, how it, it's kind of not believable. <clears throat> like, to me, to me, at least, I'm, I don't know. That's how it could definitely sound. I took it as she was making a difference, like a big difference between what it's like being biracial okay. and what it's like being non-ambiguous black yeah and coming and from two black to parents no i can't speak to that because right. i'm not biracial i don't know how it is you know to be biracial because i know that's a whole nother topic in itself right dealing with that you know so but being mixed i kind of i understood what she was saying to the extent of there being a difference mm. and um i think that for a lot of people it's just hard to hear and like it's just rubs people the wrong way but it's kind of confusing because if you if you listen and you respect that there is a difference and that colorism is real mm. and colorism affects dark the darker you are, the harder your experience could be, right? According to the definition of colorism. So I think that if she was saying that she had an experience more of a biracial person her whole life, or maybe she was saying white, which kind of gets into the topic of passing for white, mm. which is problematic so it was touchy it was touchy but i i feel like there is a difference in how you could be treated and the opportunities that you can get and um sometimes it just doesn't sound right when someone admits to it or mm -hmm. like discusses it i just think it rubs people the wrong way yeah yeah and and it's also the delivery of it like it was done through like a docu-series and all that and like i said i think people feel like you know she's like again like it's it's kind of like she doesn't speak about it if you were just to ask her about it maybe in like let's say a regular interview but it's done like through a series through a production like that's when she talks about all that too so i feel mm -hmm. like that has something to do with it too i don't know yeah, yeah. i feel you but i mean you know i think tyler perry is a, a positive direction yes. for the royal house i feel like it's a positive definitely. direction you know maybe <laughs> definitely and i think obviously a lot of people are saying that it was her mother her black mother's responsibility to go ahead and have that conversation with her and also put her in in spaces that she would be closer to that side of her and i mm -hmm. think even watching the docuseries myself i did not see a lot of that within like her friend group and like her yeah. i don't know so maybe that's why she didn't have that experience because again her mother kind of wanted her to have a different one yeah yeah, true. Okay, moving on. Sip, yes, sip yes, 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 yes. This is the album. The okay, album. go. The album. Okay. Um, let me see. Favorite favorite track off the album for you? Um, <laughs> I think Could "Open you, Arms" is the sweetest one. "Open Arms" is the sweetest one. Okay, but that is so that's your fave because it's the sweetest or like what? <laughs> it moves me. It moves me. Okay. Okay, it moves you. Yeah, I feel like for me, um, love language for sure. Especially because, like, I just feel like, again, it moves me. But also, I like the, you know, the hit difference, little uh, reference at the end, too, like, all of that. And I feel like the album as a whole, for me, um, I think it was good. I think it was good. I think she definitely showed, like, you know, I was telling you earlier, she showed a lot of different sides to her. She has a lot of different sounds kind of on the album. Um, but, you know, you know, I definitely think, for me, Control was, like, still still up there for me. For me, personally. <laughs> Yeah, but we you, listened to how it. Do you feel? Go ahead. We listened to it earlier together, and I yeah. was trying to like silently get her to like <laughs> like it more, but I guess it didn't work. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, I do. I like it. I just feel like, like, it's kind of like what we're talking about when the artist grows up, they grow up, they, you know, they want to try something a little different. They want to show different sides to them. And I respect it. But for me personally, I'm just like, you know, when you're a diehard fan, it's like, I'm like, yo, like, you know, I remember Z in 2014 and then Control. And I'm like, you know, this was good, too. It definitely mm-hmm. did its thing. But, um, you know, some of the songs didn't hit as much for me. Personally. I feel you. Miley Cyrus song, that was not. There she go. Hannah Montana, that, that vibe was not for me. No. I feel bad. I like it. I thought it was really good. But yeah, I could see how you, it's not as like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Is that so? Yeah, and I appreciated the all over the placeness in um her last album. But for her last album, it took me a long time to get into it to begin with. So, but I mean, it's doing good. I mean, it says like you know the first album by a black female artist to surpass three hundred million streams on Spotify. Three hundred million. Three hundred million streams. That's big. <laughs> That's big. Let me look at Spotify. I'm telling you, <laughs> how many streams she got? Wait a minute. <laughs> You know, if, look, if, that's if crazy. Was still here, she definitely be still topping the charts. But I'm but, saying though, yeah, it says literally 300 million streams on Spotify in a single week. In a week, that's why it's a record. So what? Yeah, so she's doing. SOS is doing good. It's it's in the streets, heavy. <laughs> it's, heavy. It's, it's in the UK streets. It's yeah. across, it's overseas. No, seriously. Yeah. So the boats and fairies. So that's why I say, you know, my little opinion, guys. Though, <laughs> I might think it's it's you know an okay album, but everybody else is listening it's a fire to it. Album. Yeah. So and I appreciated the like diversity on the album, like with the rap, then with the rock song, True. then with the uh, Hannah Montana song. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I appreciated how different the album was because it could have just been like a lot of the same stuff. So she did give the girls variety. True. True. Yeah. So I feel like we have to talk about um what what's going on. <laughs> Tori and Meg. Oh boy. But really quick, because <laughs> we like, really have to <laughs> go fast. Oh boy. Y'all heard that but it's so crazy. Like every day something new is happening with this case. So I it's thought it's a little bit shocking. Like every time you open up Instagram, it's like, wait, what? What, what else is going a turn on? of events. Yeah. When this first started, we Oh, I guess I have to reveal my bias. So I obviously thought <laughs> that, um, you know, I believe Megan. I thought that Tori uh, went ahead and he shot the woman. That's what I was thinking. I thought he was going to take stand and it was going to be revealed. But every single day is something new. And it all started when he brought that baby into the court. <laughs> Why did he do that? Does anyone know? I, I don't know. Was it for show? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But I know that baby was trying to go to bed. He the did, baby not. did not. Need First of all, they there. took him out of school. <laughs> exactly. Out of pre-K, wherever he was. That's crazy. He's wanted to play with his friends. He said, this is the only school you need is in the court. <laughs> You're going to learn in the real world today. Poor baby. No. Um, but yeah, so so it all kind of started with Megan. Um, I'm sorry, Tori saying that Kelsey was the shooter. Friend Kelsey, I don't know about her. I'm not gonna lie. Kelsey's suspicious. It's a little shifty. Where <laughs> and then here she come on the stand and she's talking about how um it that she doesn't remember anything and she has amnesia all of a sudden yeah. and it's like raising suspicion that did Tori pay her off. And what kind of happened behind the scenes. And it almost feels like the two of them, according to a lot of people who've been in the courtroom and are reporting on it, it almost feels like they are like ganging up on Megan to mess up her chances of having a, you know, a guilty verdict. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm getting it acquitted or. 
Yeah, no, I know it. It does. It does seem to have that feel. Um, but I just feel like you know, right now I feel like there's so many turns in the cases. Like for instance, her main um, witness went missing. So mm-hmm. what's up with that? The security guard. The security. Yeah, the security. Is that you're talking about. Yeah, the security yeah. guard. Her security. Where? How he just go missing? Like that's that's a big question mark. Is it Tory side or is it Megan's side hiding it? Oh, you don't know. We don't there know because none of us was there. So I'm like, dang, Tory. I'm not gonna lie. You made a lot of people off. Where you get all this? Money? I'm just saying, you know. And then you know another thing that where that evidence warehouse in New York it exploded. It could be. Is it coincidence or is it Tory or is it Meg? Or is it Kelsey? Maybe there was a Who box there it? containing something that, like, would have blew the case up. But I don't know. Like, going back to when this first happened, like, you know, when she, the pictures came out, she released those pictures and videos of her, you know, foot and stuff. You know, it did look a little shady. I'm not going to lie. To me, I saw the glass. Someone was like, that looked like she got cut by glass. Now, I'm not saying I believe that. I'm not saying it was glass. Now, the, not- the, the man, the <laughs> examiner came and he looked at that foot and he said there were metal tidbits in it. All right. All right. But now they're saying Kelsey might have shot her. So who knows? It could have been knows? Kylie Jenner because she's real laying. She laying low. <laughs> she's laying low. It was probably Chris and that gun. <laughs> it could have been. Chris. It could have been. I wouldn't put it past her, yo. <laughs> me either. Okay. <laughs> What's our next topic? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, speaking of sales, um, I wanted to just sales. throw this in there real quick. It's so shady. But, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Speaking of SZA, 300 million, you said in one week. Yeah. Respectfully, I just want to know who listened to Sweetie's new album. Crickets. (laughs) Okay. She's a great girl. Love her so much. But it's like, wow. Honestly, I saw a clip of it, like on Instagram. I think she was on live. And that was enough for me. Like, I kind of was like, okay, you know, it's cool. It sounds like Sweetie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She's beautiful. Beautiful girl. I'm not... You know, beautiful gowns. hating on her at all. You know, she pulls it together well, like every time. But when it comes to the music and the bars, you know, that's another that's another top she conversation. Looks great, and I just <laughs> think she looks so beautiful. Exactly, exactly. No hating. I'm not hating, guys. I promise you. Okay, I'm not. But um, you know, sweetie, you know, it might be time to wrap it up. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that like I can spit bars. <laughs> Put me in the booth, boss. <laughs> Put me in the booth with her. <laughs> no, Trey got it. Just so y'all know, like Trey gets in her little bag. It gets really crazy. How we go from laughing to talking about this? But um, we can't like move on without talking about Twitch. Yeah. Um, and it's really crazy. I feel, when I saw it pop up, I was like so I didn't shocked. Believe it at first, no. to be honest with you, I thought mm-hmm. it was just like clickbait or something. Like someone just putting something out there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think I, the Jasmine brand uh, reposted it for me. That's when, oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw it on the shade room and I saw it on spiritual, you know, spiritual word, all the, you know, the, the, the blogs or whatever. But, but, um, it, yeah, that really shocked me because, especially when I realized I was like, you know, I hadn't been following his story as much before. Like, I remember when he was in the dancing movies, like, you know, he was in, I think, Step Up. It was a couple movies he was in. Um, but he was like, you know, I know he was in that. I think he was also on. I think he might have been even Nickelodeon or Disney. He, he was, was dancing on, in a couple movies. I'm, I'm trying girl, to. I know this. Yeah, he, he was, was in Magic was on, Mike. I didn't know that. Okay. Step up. Yeah, step up. That, he's Several a of the step ups. So like, 
I've been following him during that time, but Blade now glory. he yeah. Recently he became the DJ for the Ellen show, but I hadn't been following him there. But the fact that he has a wife, you know, kids and everything, it just made the story even more uh sad, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's also again, if you see a smiling face, that don't mean that everything is all right. That's mm-hmm. what that tells me. You could be on TikTok popping up, dancing, doing everything, you know, seem like you got the perfect life, your money right, everything, but Clearly, you know what I mean? That's not really enough all the times. Mm-mm. You know, so. Mm-mm. I feel like it could just feel like very empty sometimes. And yeah, that was really sad. Yeah. I can't believe it's so permanent. Like, I'm like, is he? Mm, it's crazy. No, it is. It is crazy. But it's not it's not like he's the only, you know, the only one. It was like what Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, like different people that had their their lives, it seems like together. Anthony Bourdain, in case people don't know, like he had a show on CNN and his show was basically about traveling around the world and, you know, um videotape, you know, recording different cultures and stuff like that and trying different foods and things. It seemed like the perfect job, basically. I was like, who wouldn't want to do that? For me, at least. I know I love to travel. So, you know, it's again, he had, you know, a daughter, family, everything and commit suicide. So that's why I say you never, even if it seems like someone has the perfect job or the perfect dream career, it doesn't mean nothing really at the end of the day if you if you don't have peace within yourself, for real. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me, I know it's a little different, like Robin Williams. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, same thing. How did he suicide. suicide? He committed suicide. Right. And everybody was shocked by that too. But they say like often a lot of comedians are, yeah. are depressed because that's how they deal with their pain is Definitely. through comedy. So, yeah. All right. Um, So we want to move on to our main segment of this episode. Uh, Just give us one second. stuff. No, I'm playing. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're going to go to commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Where'd you go? Um, (laughs) um, So, okay. So a lot of the times... I find myself feeling a little down and I think about the power that hip hop holds. And I think about how far the message could spread to really like empower our community and really uplift and liberate our people. And I recently learned um, about escapism and I learned like, obviously, you know, the concept that when you enjoy art, you really want to escape. Right. And I get that. I totally get that. But when you think about hip hop and you kind of start to question kind of how or why is it that our most popular artists are typically artists that we listen to to escape And sometimes it feels like the messaging isn't always something that's good for our community. And so trying to figure out like the balance, I guess, with escapism and messaging. No, yeah, no. Because it's like what I was saying in a cart. As much as we would like to say and like like want society to want to listen to or especially us to listen in the hip hop community to listen to more music that is promoting, let's say, a more positive message. What the reality is, what what's on, you know, what's popping and everything or what what the, you know, young people are listening to is 
drill is the you know the trap is the you know and it's like and it's good like I, I I'm not gonna lie like I on my playlist I listen to the same stuff too but then at the same time it's okay to en- enjoy those things but there has to be another side to it you know I feel like and and like I was saying the artists that do bring that other side that do bring the more lyrical you know rap or the more message rap they don't get the same airplay. It's as simple as that. They don't get the same airplay. Their numbers maybe not is not as big as the other guys' numbers because what they're talking is, um, you know, people say, oh, it's boring. I don't want to hear about that, you know. It's like, but to me, it's like, why you don't want to hear about trying to, you know, do better in your future? Why you don't want to hear about leaving the block alone and having the world? You feel me? Like, Big L said it. Like, y'all can have the block. I want the world. Like, it's like, to me, so it's like, you know, I think that now, you know, more so people are starting to gravitate towards more message rap. Like Joey Badass is doing good, like more now. He's getting bigger numbers. But I've been following him for like years. A long time. Yeah, like back before 2014, like 2012 and everything, you know. But he wasn't getting them numbers then, you know. But he's been having the same type message when you think about it, like black empowerment, you know, generational wealth, you know, being at peace within yourself. These are things that really would build up the community, you know, but. I feel like I've definitely tried to influence young people like, oh, you don't want to just here. Come on, let's put on this Kendrick Lamar album. Let's come on. And they're like. No, like it's so boring. They don't care. No. And, <laughs> and and when I've even had the conversation, like, so why don't you like it? It's like, like, it's just basically they don't care and they don't want to hear all that. And or it's too like, long winded yeah, or it's right. like they have to think too hard and they don't even want to like do all that. And I think it's so many factors that contribute to that uh, attitude. But do, do you think that if some of the message rappers would maybe try to, and this and this is where it's like again like then you lose the art of what they're doing because they're like should they try to sound like the TikTok songs right. or should they try to you know so that way they get the message out there still but maybe the beat is like you know it'll still attract the younger ones you know what I mean so that might be a thing too but then like some artists might say but then I'm losing myself I don't want to you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. true so it's like what matters more you know I don't know I don't know. But it's crazy. I say all this, I complain, and I'm still going to listen <laughs> yeah. to, like, some crazy rah-rah song because it just makes me feel like, you know, I can escape and kind of, like, be someone that, yeah. like, makes me feel strong or makes yeah. me feel in control yeah. or powerful or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I feel like escapism isn't bad in itself because it's kind of like if you if your reality, like we were saying, reality is hard. Right. <laughs> Capital H, hard. Okay. And and everybody's realities is different. That's the thing too. So we all coming from different places. So like if your reality is really, really like it's something like you may need a song just to get you so you can get up in the morning and mm-hmm. go to work because you got your bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's kind of like there's a balance to it. Like you were saying, it's like two sides to it. We do need those songs. That's why music is great because it can make you feel happy or it can make you feel like maybe you're feeling sad and you want to hear a sad song. You put it on and you just want to cry because you just want to, you know, feel that emotion, whatever it is at the time. So music is a gateway in that way, which is good to like be able to feel your emotions and like and everything else. But if you want to escape it, like, you know, if you want to use escapism, like it also allows you to escape as well. But I just feel like it's a, it's a balance needed. You know, it's a balance needed. Especially for the young ones. <clears throat> yes. Especially. And just always keeping in mind, like, the influence that hip-hop has and how many people truly use it mm-hmm. like a Bible, you know? Like, just yeah. so many things. I mean, people... I, you can quote Jay-Z's like first album and say how that impacted your life and how you how it inspired you to, 
you know, do great and be successful and hustle and all that. So it's so influential. And I just always hope and have this like la la land idea that like we could use that kind of um, impact to better our community and to kind of make us like come together. And, and, like, and there stronger. are people out here doing it, you know, yeah. I didn't mean, cut you off, but there are people out here doing it. You know, um, like I was telling you, G Herbo, he just opened, he opened up the whole therapy program for PTSD for kids, you know, coming from, you know, the hoods in Chicago. Like, so like that right there, you know, people were talking about for a little bit, but you don't hear much about it no more, but it's still going on. He's still, you know, giving people these services for free, which is desperately needed, especially in these neighborhoods. Like it's, desperately needed you know um and so i feel like you know g herbal you know and some people might say well look at his music look what he's putting out but then it's like if you look at it it's like that's what he saw that's his reality and and now it's like he's in a different reality so if you listen to his newer albums you know his music you know he might be talking a little bit about what he used to do but now it's really about the future what he's living Mm -hmm. now you know he's you know with his girl and his kids and stuff like you know he's not like he said i'm not at the studio on the blog with, with the gun on my lap, I got my baby on my lap. That's one of his his lyrics in his song. I got my baby on my lap now. I don't got the gun on my lap no more. So see that right there. Like, so it's just like about growth. Like, and again, your fans should be able to grow with you. But not only that, but um, I just feel like people like him or other artists, like, you know, they might say, oh, it's just drill rap, drill rap. But it's like, if you look at what he's trying to do, he's doing something. So it, it's it's just about your mindset and each person's mindset, I feel like the rapper's mindset, you know, if he wants to give back the community, his community on his mind, you know, and it should be. I wish it was more, like more rappers had community on their mind. But I wish the number one artist, <clears throat> you know, the Hot 100 all were like, how can I think about my community and how can yeah. I incorporate that into my music yeah. in subtle ways to combat all of the negative uh, things that we hear all the time. Okay. Anyway, that's delusion. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, <laughs> so, next topic. What we want to talk about now? Something that's like, it's like, wow, like, so dramatic, but it's like, no, nah, like, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I feel like for me, I'm trying to think for the week. It didn't really happen this week, but I'm thinking about Brittany Griner. That's just the first thing that comes to my head. Okay. Because that trade, was it a fair trade? I don't know. (laughs) Do you see who they they were traded her with? Like, start from the beginning. Tell us everything. No. So, well, we know Brittany Griner was, you know, over in Russia and um, they had her at one of the the camps or the work camps. Like, and she was like supposed to serve, I think, nine years. They sentenced her to originally for But, um... I guess Biden made a deal and everything else. And basically the person that they sent back over there was like a Russian arms dealer or something like that. So he deals like high end, you know, guns and everything else. And I think he was connected with like a terrorist group, too, if I'm not mistaken. So we, so I'm like, we did a trade for her and I, and I appreciate her coming back. But at the same time, I was like, you let go of this guy. I don't know. Mm. It just seems a little peculiar to me. I just feel like. It's like you couldn't let go anybody else. You let go an arms dealer for Russia. And we know what the tension is, you know, going on right now. So I don't know. It's interesting to me. Yeah, I feel like when and maybe I'm being dramatic (laughs) by saying that, like, you know, that it's like kind of crazy to me that they would do that trade. But I just feel like I just feel like it could have been a different trade, maybe with another person that's less, you know, harmful, maybe to people out here. (laughs) I don't know. 
I felt like <clears throat> on Twitter, of course, uh, not the Twitter most buff. positive place, place to be. <laughs> but um, on Twitter, there were so many people. Now, I don't know if these people were real or if they were bots. Because there's a big difference. But mm-hmm. the bot people, whoever they were, mm-hmm. were very much so giving like, well, b- rules are rules. Yeah. You shouldn't have broke the law. Like, can everyone... Okay, that's my that's my opinion. Listen, can everyone please shut up? Like, I understand 100% the importance of knowing the laws of the land. That's so valid. But to to say, like... You should have known, like, nine years? Yeah. Wasn't it nine years that she was facing? Yeah, nine years. So, so <laughs> this is just so hypocritical. And I know you broke laws and rules. And it's just like, get out of my face. Like, I did not appreciate how, like, these bods... <laughs> because I refuse to believe <laughs> that these are real people. <laughs> like, I do not think that we should, like, chalk it up to that. And, I, and I'm always the kind of person, like, I can't stand a law. You know, like, relax. Mm. Like, she's trying to chill. She just got off the, the game. She not bothering nobody. Wait, she's on a, you know. I have to admit, my grandma did say the rest of the team left. She should have went with the rest of the team when they left. But no, but, but yeah. cause, you know, she stayed behind and everything for a couple of days or whatever. And that's how she ended up getting caught when she tried to go back by mm. herself. So my grandma was like, this is why you stay with the team. When okay, you, that's you know, And I said, okay, grandma. I said, you know. Find your partner. <laughs> find your buddy. Right. I said, I, I see that point. But she, but, but like what you were saying, um, none of us know the, the, the law books in, in Russia. I mean. I don't know a lot of laws in New York. <laughs> exactly. There are several laws I don't know of in many yeah. states that I cross over New Jersey, I Pennsylvania. Feel like a new law every day. What if I go to Connecticut? <laughs> I don't know nothing about them. Facts. Like, and here I am getting handcuffed because I didn't use a crosswalk. <laughs> like, I'm now not... you in a work camp for then, ten years. So, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> so y'all just gonna let me go? And you just gonna say rules are rules? That's so hey, messed Kamala up. Kamala let her sit over there for a while though. Kamala, Kamala been like, like, come on. <laughs> Where is Kamala? No, <laughs> she would have been like, bye, girl. Go ahead. You deserve it. Um, yeah. but yeah. So going back to community, how y'all gonna turn y'all back on y'all sister like that? All right, that's it. That's all I had to say. But and it might why. be the bots. No, but it's it a lot of hate for WNBA though. That's really what it is. They do not support the the WNBA like they support the NBA. That's just a truth. True. Thing. We know that. Like even in, yeah. our, in the black community, we do not support the WNBA like we really should. Like the NBA, they don't get paid as much. It's a lot, but. You know, and also, do y'all understand like what she was going through? Like, let's just even talk about that for two seconds. The emotional toll of sitting in a cell—that's a real cell. This is not like a fake cell. She's not in a hotel getting this sentence. And you in Russia? Like you're sitting in a cell in Russia. Yeah, like, and they're telling you you're gonna come home in nine years. Imagine processing that. Imagine your stomach that night. Yeah. The Imagine. bubble guts, the yeah. nausea, the abdominal cramping. Yeah. The trembling, <laughs> the heart palpitations, the night sweat. She had to go to sleep and wake up several times yeah. thinking that she was going to go to jail for nine years. 
And we don't know how that transport went because when they transported her to the to the work camp, she was off the map, off the grid, off the grid. grid. Yeah. Not know where she went, what this she went through. This is the same land that yeah. they will say, "Just walk ahead of me." Right. Bang. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, seriously. And you're telling me she was supposed to just keep walking right. with her head high and just remember, rules are rules. Get right. out of my face. Get out right. of my face. But my grandma did say she probably ain't touching no more marijuana. <laughs> Brittany was, I her like girlfriend had it rolled did, right? up. That's what I said. Come, baby. You Come know? sit down. I know it was, I know she had, you know she spoke the fattest book. Yes. And I hope she got <laughs> she some got really, that. really, really good sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she's doing well. Ooh, Brittany. Girl, don't scare us like that again. Uh-uh. Please don't. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I guess we could just wrap it up for this episode. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch us back here next week. Maybe not. Maybe in 10 business days. Maybe seven business days. Maybe a month. We don't know. But we we'll be know. back. But we will. <laughs> we will be back. back. No. <laughs> thank you.